Hey everyone, it's just me, Chris. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to let you know that the new website is now live, so if you want to check it out, you're more than welcome to. I'll put it in the show notes. I've collected the interviews onto one page, the Van Life episodes onto one page, all the podcasts get an entry up there too, and I'm looking for guest writers who will do a once-a-month entry and chat about somewhere that they've been to as well. Also, we are now on Patreon, so if you want to support the podcast in that way, you're more than welcome to. I've made sure that the first tier is just the price of a cup of, a cup of coffee each month, and the other tiers have some more benefits as well, so check it out if you'd like to. But thank you very much for listening, and let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome to Between the Mountains with me, Chris. Today, for our Home is Where You Park It episode, we welcome Aron to talk to us about his fantastic story and why he's doing the van life to build for his future. He's inspiring, he's hardworking, and we discuss van modifications, positivity and mindset, and planning for the future from business to national parks. So I really hope you enjoy this episode that we bring to you. If you do enjoy it, then please consider subscribing and following. And if you would like to share it with some friends, then please go ahead. That's how we'll spread the love and grow the podcast to what it can be. But in the meantime, let's just get straight into it. So hello, Aron. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Chris. How are you? I'm absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much. It's a lovely, cool evening in the UK, and I'm excited to delve into your van life, actually. Um, so thank you so much for coming onto the show. I suppose a great question to start with that we were kind of chatting about before we hit record is why van life? So in your own words, wh- why have you chosen to do this? Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's an it's an interesting thing because van life has gotten so viral uh, in the past couple of years, and um, it's something that has always caught my eye. But the reason to do van life strictly as just traveling and adventuring and seeing national parks wasn't where my heart was and wasn't where I wanted to be. And it was when I started to realize the extra benefits. Uh, and the other things that the van could bring me is when I really decided uh, for what I wanted to do. So just a little background uh, on myself and kind of why, uh, why I led into van life. Um, about two years ago, I, I had an entertainment company uh, that I was running. It was, it was getting a lot more successful. It was uh, two years into the company. And I was really, really enjoying my life as an entrepreneur and building a company and working with uh, different companies and people and making people happy. It was, I was throwing live EDM events, which is uh, one of my favorite things to go to. Uh, but I reached a point where I made a five-year plan. And um, at, that, at that point, I was uh, 22 years old. So I would have been what, 27. And where that plan put me was not something that I was happy with. It was the best case scenario. And I wanted to be 10 steps further by that point. So I had to make a decision of, do I stay here in my college town throwing these events, or do I completely abrupt my life and try something new? Um, And all of 2018 was building and building and building and building to this moment. And I experienced experienced burnout, I experienced lack of creativity, uh, I experienced, you know, competitors in the in the business coming and cutting our costs and us not not being able to really you know enjoy what we were doing um and during this whole process i'm on instagram scrolling and i see van life i see van life i go i'm on youtube i see van life and i absolutely love the idea i i personally am very good with my hands and it's something that i enjoy doing um but more than that i'd say to answer your question why i did van life it's, it's as simple as opportunity. Um, I can either go and work 40 hours a week, uh, 50 hours a week, you know, and, and make, uh, make a salary and then spend that on an apartment that costs $2,000 a month. Um, reason it's so expensive is because the places I want to live is downtown LA, downtown San Francisco, downtown Atlanta. Um, and I could either do that or I can find a way to make some money enough to handle my van expenses, which are about a quarter of the cost that it would cost me with an apartment. And, you know, uh, time is money. And that's something that I hold very dear to me. And I would rather invest that time into 
creating a new business and working on myself and really getting to a place where I'm really happy with what I want to do. And the thing with van life is um, I found there's a lot of societal norms just in general of, oh, you have to live in a house. You, you have mm. to have uh, a two-bedroom apartment so that someone can come visit. You, know, you have to live in a good area. Um, you have to own a good car. You know, these are all things that I grew up thinking. And when I tell someone, um, oh, I'm living in a car or living in a van, they start thinking that you can't do that. Yeah. Um, it's, just, it's just illogical because society tells you, you know, you can't live in a car or as far as, um, you know, as far as my parents and parents, friends and kind of older generations. So the process is homeless. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, that's something that I'm trying to uh, help people understand that this, um, I'm not sacrificing anything. Um, it's actually quite the opposite. If mm. I was living in an apartment, I would be sacrificing my time working for someone else, uh, not enjoying what I was doing because uh, fundamentally the way I am is I love to create my own life and build kind of what I'm doing, whether it's the house that I'm living in or the company that I'm starting or uh, the way I'm presenting a certain thing. Uh, I'm just really motivated by whatever feels right to me. And I just find that a lot of times what society tells me and what the people around me are doing doesn't feel right. Uh, and it was at the moments where I broke apart and took a right when everyone was taking a left, went up when everyone was going down, that I realized that I thrived in those uh, in those scenarios. And van life was one of them. Uh, and it's actually it's actually fantastic because ever since I got a van, two of my close friends in the last year have also gotten the same van as me and have been building it out. And it's it's just changing that mindset of uh, what you can and can't do. It's uh, a quote that I, uh, I'll, I'll end this, uh, ended on this, a quote that I really live by and my channel is based on is, um, that's the way it was. A lot of people, when you ask them why you can't do something, they say, oh, well, that's just the way it is. Why can't I live in a van? Oh, well, you know, it's just the way it is. Why do I have to graduate college? It's just the way it is. So uh, something that I truly live by is that's the way it was. The way it is is whatever you make it. Uh, and, the, you know, and this is what I'm making of my life. For sure. That's inspiring, man. I like that. Yeah. Um, so let's talk more about the van. Let's, um, yeah. What van have we got? Yeah. So I have a 2004. Uh, it's technically a Dodge, but it's the Sprinter vans that were rebranded by Dodge. They're originally Mercedes. Uh, it's a 2004. It's a 140 wheelbase. So it's the medium wheelbase. And I have the, the high roof so I can stand up inside. I'm about uh, 5'11", and I can easily stand up without any issues. Not um, yeah, so I bought the van. Uh, I would love to share uh, you know, different finances and details if that's something you want to get into. Yeah, or we sure. can. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I bought the van about a year ago. I got it for $6,000 uh, US, uh, which was a pretty good deal. Uh, they have some for cheaper. They have some for more expensive. But uh, I have a lot of experience in like carpentry work but not any experience in mechanical car work. So I made sure to get uh, a really solid van, uh, like a single owner, and I'm really, really happy with it. I, uh, I did the entire build completely by myself. Um, it's taken me, I'd say about six months in total over the last 12 months. And uh, originally, originally what I did was I did a basic build where I had everything I needed. I had, a, I had a bed, I had a closet, I had a kitchen, but my electricity wasn't working. I had no plumbing. It wasn't really that pretty. I didn't have cabinet faces and ceiling panels and so on. And over the past month and a half, I've been adding all of those things that make it, you know, instead of taking it from livable, now it's taking it to a luxury and something I really enjoy uh, that actually looks really nice. Uh, and it's been, I actually got the electrical running about a week ago and it was, it was such a big win for me because it's been something that I've been worried about for over a year. Um, and, you know, I realized it's just one of those things that a lot of people look at my van and they say, there's absolutely no way I could have done that. And, you know, I mentioned that I have carpentry experience, but I'm by no means a carpenter. I have no formal training. This is just from building things around the house and, you know, helping out friends here and there. I know how to use the drill. Just getting stuck and, uh, in. You've got a baseline knowledge. 
Exactly. And, you know, I, something that's fundamentally really important to me is I like to tackle projects before I'm confident I'm going to be able to do it. Or how should, I, how should I phrase this? I have such confidence in myself that even if I don't understand how I'm going to do something, I'll start it because I'm confident that I'm going to finish it. Um, and I think that's something that I try to inspire in people is, you know, whenever someone says, I, there's no way I could have done that, you know, it's, I like to say, no, there's, you absolutely could do it. You have to have the passion and you have to have the want to do it. Uh, you can't just, you know, wake up and build an entire electrical system in a van from scratch. But <laughs> if you're thinking that, oh, for the next two years while I'm traveling in the van, would I want to use a flashlight or would I want to turn my light switch on and have lights? Exactly. And it's, you know, being motivated by that. There's, um, there's a quote actually that comes to mind when you're talking. Uh, you're mentioning that. I'm, I'm sure you've heard of it. It does the rounds on social media quite a bit too. It's uh, whether you whether you say you can or you can't, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And you just got to change it to can and, and you'll find a way. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a big believer in uh, whatever the situation currently is or whatever happened. There's absolutely nothing you can do about it. It's in the past. Um, and sometimes you can't even control the thoughts that come into your head and, you know, what you're thinking, but you can 100% control your reactions and your actions in the future. Yeah. And so you know, if, if your mind is telling you, I can't, that's totally okay. There's nothing wrong, but you can be aware enough to control how you react to that. And you tell yourself, okay, well, my brain thinks it can't, but I truly believe it's a core value of mine that I can do anything. So now boom, you can. It's, it's easy it's, to a, a similar thing I think of is, is uh, with that sort of mindfulness and that positivity and that just proactiveness. The way I see sort of life is two parallel lines. And the top one is reality. Okay. And that that's the truth. That, so um, so the truth is your electricity is broken in your van. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is your perception. And yeah, you can yeah. go, oh, crap, man, this sucks. It's going to cost money. You need to get an electrician out. Either way, the top line is unchanged. But the bottom line could then be something different. You can go, oh, fantastic. I was hoping to practice my electricity. <laughs> or I go, this is just yeah. exactly what I wanted to happen today. <laughs> Either way, Absolutely. that top line is unchanged and you can change Absolutely. the bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's you. That's perfectly said. It's uh, literally you can take a bad situation and make it fantastic just based on how you think. The situation itself hasn't changed. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I really like that, the two lines. So... You are clearly a hardworking person, and there's no point asking if you get uh, if you get satisfaction out of doing things yourself. So, a topic I'm keen to get into is what modifications have you done to the van? And, and like I was saying before the recording, if you've done hundreds, which I joked back then, but for the sounds of the sounds of things you might well have done, let's pick out yeah. some key ones that you really enjoy. Perfect. Yeah. Well, let me get my list list of uh, the different modifications I've done, and just. Wait, I'm just so I've done a lot, obviously, like you said, but um, I kind of would like to touch on why I chose my layout. And I think that'll give a uh, perception or you know, a better description of kind of what I've done. Um, this is something that I spent months and months and months on 3D modeling software and just like changing every square inch and putting the bed in the back, putting the bed, folding into a couch and then making a kitchen that slides out and, you know, all these different, different things. Wow. Um, and it's interesting because I've actually, I've actually rebuilt my van three times, not from the ground up, but I'd say I've gotten it to like 60% and back to 20% and to 80% back to 40%. Um, just, you know, with traveling and stuff, I've been able to kind of figure out uh, what I enjoy and what I like. Um, I'd say for anyone out there who is looking to build a van, I would use a very simple uh, list um, that uh, I read in a book. Uh, I believe the book was um, called Entree Leadership. I believe it's a book. But basically it describes a way to categorize tasks. Um, and I use it to categorize what I did in the van. Uh, you give something either an A, a B, or a C. Uh, an A is something 100% mandatory. You must have it in the van to be able to live in it. Uh, this is something like a, for me is a fixed bed. Uh, I'm not a big fan of, you know, putting my van into a couch or turning it into a little uh, booth style. I think it's great. It adds more space to the van, but I just want to come back and lay down and not have to worry about it. So that was yeah. a big A for me. Another big A for me was like an electronics, for example. 
Uh, a B, a B is something that you really want in the van, but if it doesn't work out, then you know you're going to try and add it later, or maybe you can still have it but have a smaller version mini or a different fridge. version of what you want. Exactly, like a mini fridge. Um, and then a C is simply something that would be cool to have, but you have no emotional attachment to it. If you can't, if you can't do it, you can't do it. If you have extra space, you'll add it in. Uh, that's something like uh, a guest bed or hanging closet for most people. Um, so basically, my van. And, you know, you guys are feel free to check out my channel uh, to see, you know, videos and pictures and stuff. But uh, the way I have my layout and the most important things for me was a fixed bed. So I have a fixed uh, full size bed. I'm short enough to where I can sleep uh, diagonally across the, uh, the van. Um, I, it's actually really nice and I fit up to four people on my bed. Don't ask how. Um, <laughs> and then... <laughs> I, uh, so I absolutely love cooking. So for me, it was a mandatory to have uh, a pretty decent sized kitchen with a big sink. Uh, the sink is actually probably too big. It's, it's about it's about this size. Uh, but I can wash my hair in it. If I you know ever have a little puppy or something, I can wash that. I can have a lot of dishes in there. Uh, I have a two burner propane stove and counter space and just a bunch of different storage uh, for pots, pans, spices, and so on. Um, and then I'll, I'll speed this up a little bit because it'll be, just be easier uh, with visuals. But uh, I have hanging storage. Uh, I work on the road. So for me to have a suit and some clean shirts is really, really important. So I have that. Uh, and then I would say the coolest or the most interesting part of my van, which was, a, or, um, which was an addition that I uh, recently did, was, okay, let's all close our eyes and try to picture this. So I have a guest, <laughs> I have a guest bed. Uh, which is two feet by six feet um, that slides in to the living area from under my bed when I'm uh, when I have a guest. So uh, it could be used as a couch. It could be used as a guest bed. But then when I'm not using it, about three fourths of it slides under the bed and it just turns into like a little seat. Uh, and this is something really important to me because with my bed being fixed, I wanted a place to have seating for people. Uh, I always find that whether I'm at a music festival or have someone visiting, um, it's really nice to have an extra place for someone to sleep. You know, I don't mind sharing the bed with with a friend or so, but, you know, uh, it's always more comfortable for both people if you have a separate space. And then it could also seat up to up to four people and I could have two people on the bed and you can really get a party going. I have a projector uh, that projects. So that's kind of the, the basic layout of what I have. Um, you know, as I said, it's always evolving and I'll probably change it up. Um, but I really, really enjoy how it's coming out right now. Uh, I end up just hanging out right now. I'm at my parents' house, uh, as I'm building the van due to the quarantine, um, just cause I'm fixing it up. But I find myself just hanging out in the van whenever I have a spare time instead of being in my room where I grew up. So I absolutely love it. So that's Sorry. pretty cool. I mean, as before we move on to interest, so there, is there anything else we need to know about modifications? No, so that's about it. Um, oh, just uh, one extra thing is I, I have solar on the roof, which is uh, really helping my electrical system always run as I'm sometimes parked in one place uh, for a long period of time. But that pretty much wraps it up. Perfect. So as far as interests go then, so you're working hard out of your van. What do you get up to in your spare time? Where are you going to? Yeah, so... A kind, of, a kind of general answer to your question, uh, my interests revolve around just creation and just, uh, you know, creating new things and building new things. Um, so right now it's the van. Uh, I do also, um, I'm also part of a few different startups that I uh, do in my spare time. Uh, right now I am creating a, a video documentary series uh, for a friend of mine that unfortunately passed. Um, and so I have a lot of creative projects uh, that I'm working on. Uh, I, the way, the way I function is I love, I, I love to have fun. I love to hang out and I love to go visit places, but uh, um, my, my purest state and the state which I feel the most uh, in tune with is uh, working. And when I say working, uh, I mean doing something that I find passionate and that. Uh, I find something, some value in it. And yeah. um, the way, you know, the way I love to create, I'm not a painter, 
I'm not a singer, I'm not a musician. The way I love to create and give back um, is through building businesses and creating uh, you know, video content for YouTube and uh, basically different ways that uh, I can help people as, you know, it's, it's, it's really important to me um, to get the message out that we were talking about in the beginning um, of, of, you know, doing whatever you feel like uh, you need to do and trusting yourself and listening to your gut and, you know, the changing your perception to know that you can do all those things. Um, and so kind of a general answer to your question, just because I don't really do the same thing over and over again. I kind of just try and find new things is just following what feels right. Uh, and right now that's finishing up the van and I'm going to start my travels uh, to California uh, as soon as the virus, uh, the world pandemic right, that we're going through right now uh, calms down. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And as far as funding goes, so we mentioned the price of the van. Um, so long as you're happy to answer it, uh, let's talk about uh, funding. How are you sustaining that lifestyle? Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, for all for all the viewers, this is probably super interesting um, because I myself found uh, an issue when I was building my van that I didn't see a lot of content that was transparent about the numbers and how much things cost. And, you know, I find the, the category of van life that I would put myself in is um, in the budget category, but not necessarily just scraping by. You know, I do have some luxuries in my van, um, but because I built it all myself, I was able to uh, kind of cut costs there. So the van was uh, 6000 and then I invested about $1,500 into some mechanical work and uh, getting my wheels done. Uh, fixing, you know, fixing some things there. And then my entire build was, I believe, another 3000 So everything in total was just around $10,000 uh, US. And I was able to save up the money. Uh, for this, I was able to save up the money from my company uh, in college and buy the van outright. So that was, that was a really big win for me. And I've been, you know, slowly collecting different things and buying things. I, I had a number somewhere. I don't I forget what the exact number is, but I saved about two thousand dollars buying instead of buying things new. I bought a lot of stuff off Craigslist and off uh, used apps and uh, used sites. I one finds that um, you know as long as you understand how to fix things and how to make uh, take a used item and make it new. You know sometimes all it takes is a little paint job or you're changing one wire out. And you know you're saving a third uh, or a fourth of the entire uh, entire cost. So yeah, around ten thousand uh, dollars saved up the money, and right now, basically to fund my travels, I um, I have my YouTube channel, which isn't making me money yet, but I'm slowly growing, uh, and hopefully that's going to be a good income for me. But my main source of income, uh, other than the different companies that I'm starting that will eventually begin the income is I sell solar panels for uh, homes. And uh, it's actually a really, really great gig because I'm able to work my own hours. I'm able to work uh, wherever and whenever I want. Uh, and what's great is I was never really a sales guy because I, I, I truly want to help people. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people say that uh, I truly believe that, you know, that is true for me. And the reason why I chose solar, just to quickly kind of go over that, is it is actually helping people. It is actually helping the environment. You know, people are saving money. We're helping save the environment. We're cutting down on bills. Um, and it's just overall a great technology. And for me, you know, this is just a stepping stone. This is just a way for me to currently make money. Uh, kind of circling back to what I said in the beginning of the episode, solar allows me to fund my life without having to work 40, 50 hours a week. So mm. now I have all that extra time to work on the things that I'm passionate about. And once those passions start making me more money, then, uh, you know, solar is just a stepping stone and uh, that will probably go on the back burner uh, or completely uh, just move on from there. I'm actually the same as you. So, so first of all, uh, yeah, you're right. That is a cool product. Uh, and the first one I thought of was wholesome, actually, when you mentioned uh, solar. And, okay. and same as you, I, I'm hopefully coming out of six years in sales and business development. Uh, and I'm the same as you. I, I, I've done really well. And I think that's partly because I'm, I'm not a salesperson. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, 
and it's because I could just be real and I can actually think, okay, what are the actual benefits of, of what we're doing here? And I can portray it to them. And if it's not right for them, I my my one rule has always been I've got to sleep at night. So mm-hmm. yep. so if doing something is gonna earn me commission, but it's gonna it's gonna be stitchy, then just don't do it. Because at the end of the day, I've still gotta go home and, and, and get my eight hours sleep or a lot less recently. <laughs> um Absolutely. so yeah, I yeah. think the same as you. The rule is you've got to sleep at night. And and that that is definitely something that gives you the freedom for the van, the flexibility, the funding. Uh, and it's not something that drains your soul while you while you're doing it. So Yeah. You know. And and that's that's probably the most important thing to me. Um, and I've been figuring this out more and more over the past mm-hmm. few years is is just being honest. It's life just gets so much easier if you're like honest and transparent with someone. It's it's the idea of short-term happiness or short-term gain versus long-term gain. Yeah, Nine times sure. out of ten, if you're if you're honest with someone, you know, it might, you know, if you don't like something and you say something, you know, negative, uh, even though you're saying it from a good place in the short term, someone might take it the wrong way. And you might have to, you know, work that out. But one hundred percent in the long term, being honest always works out. There's there's always something that happens if you're not honest in the short term that bites you in the long term. And, you know, it's it's been so freeing for me to just be 100 percent honest and kind of tying it back into solar. It's exactly the fact that I'm not selling anything. I'm educating people who don't know about uh, the different programs going on and how it's helping the environment yeah. and it's an option for them. And then they make a decision. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's um, the way it should be. It's consultative. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I truly love it. And going back to the van, a big reason why the van is so great, my expenses are so low that I don't have this massive pressure to sell on my back. You know, yeah. I can work 10 hours a week and make way more money than I need as far as my expenses. So when I'm at mm. a house and I'm selling, I'm not thinking about, oh, I don't have enough food to eat. Oh, I don't have you know enough money for gas. For me, all this money is extra and it's motivating. So it's obviously, you know, I, I want to make um, want to make money so I can so I can live and do the things I want to do. But yeah. when you're in that survival state of not having food or not having gas or, you know, not having your bare necessities, I think that's when your your core values and your morals are above that. So if you're down here, you can't reach your morals and core values because it's not it's not as important in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Uh, the van allows me to reduce my expenses and not have that pressure on myself. For sure. And actually on that note too, and this will this I think this will definitely be something that a lot of people who who have that van lifestyle will resonate with is uh, from the sound of things you've almost definitely heard of him too, is a guy called Gary Vaynerchuk. And he has uh he says something every now and then, which, you know, first of all, my preface to this is everyone would love to earn, you know six figures a year seven figures a year of course you know if the if, if i get the opportunity to of course i'm going to take it but right. it's not how much money you earn it's how much you spend exactly. and a very similar thing he says as well is um it's not how much money you earn it's uh, it's how you earn it yep so yeah how much you spend and how you earn it are what matter not how much absolutely i i have i have a handful of friends who um who graduate who went to college with me and are now making 80, 90,000 a year salaries, but they're going around spending 75, 80 of it. And at the end of the year, they're left with, you know, a couple thousand dollars. Um, and, you know, what's and happiness the too. Like... Exactly. They, 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 they unfortunately fell into the trap and feel like they need to live in a nice apartment. They feel like they need to lease the new car. And, you know, yeah. that's, that's the thing. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, that's what they believe. You know, I, my beliefs are different. I know that I would much rather live, you know, make fifty thousand dollars a year, for example, um, but then only spend fifteen. And you know, who's who's in the plus there? Um, so yeah, I think I think that's the most important thing. Uh, Gary V is Gary V is great. Yeah, I, I suppose uh, another, another last thing on that too is, um, I suppose that is absolutely fine if you, if you want to have that Mercedes Benz. There's like zero problem with it. I guess the yeah. problem is the people who feel like they need to have it. I think that's where the problem arises. Um, exactly. And you know what? You could say the same thing about van life. If if so, if someone has loads of friends that do it and then they start doing van life, van life's great. But if 
if they felt like they needed to do it because all their friends started doing it, then there's also a problem there too. It's, it's that that pressure, I think, is the issue. So Absolutely. as long as you're doing it from like, from your heart, it's fine <laughs> if you can afford it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just, yeah, it's it's being transparent, not with other people, but with yourself. You know, if you, yeah, if you want sure. the van, it's like, why? Why do you want it? And this is something I, I advocate. And, um, you know, my my whole purpose of inspiring isn't to inspire people to get vans. I don't think I, I think most people shouldn't live in vans and wouldn't be comfortable in vans. My goal is to inspire someone to just like be 100% truthful with themselves and do the thing that they've always talked about doing. Do the thing that they've yeah. always maybe even never talked about, just like had in the back of their head. And, you know, there's a, there's a quote that I read. Uh, as long as it's written in the law. Right, right. <laughs> um, there's a quote that I read um, a little way back. It's, uh, you, can't fit, uh, you can't fit your wheelchair in your Lamborghini. Um, and, and I read that when I was maybe like 16 or 17 and from, it's, it's such a, just like a, like a light, funny quote. It doesn't, it's not really anything that meaningful, but the meaning behind it is so, so strong for me. And, you know, the main takeaway that I take away from it is live your life right now. Don't wait until you retire or have, you know, all these things like live it right now because, you know, unfortunately, um, Unfortunately, like one, you might not be in good health, but two, you could not be here. Uh, and that's something I had to yeah. learn the hard way uh, with a, you know, with a good friend of mine passing away um, is you never know when, you know, when's the last time you could do something. And, um, you know, I, I really, really urge you guys to, to have a conversation with yourself. And, you know, you don't have to just drop out uh, of everything you're doing, but, you know, really be honest with yourself. And if there's something you want to do, um, when you look at it logically of like the pros and the cons, 100% add into the logical equation, your gut feeling and your emotions and your passions, because I'm a very lo logical person when it comes to certain things, but it's so, so, so important to understand. And, you know, it's, it's a very logical thing. If you look at it as a pro it, like a pros and cons are not always, always financial, always uh, time-wise, always, you know, things of that nature, you know, the way you truly feel and not following how you feel could be the biggest con because it's going to keep weighing on you over and over and over again. Uh, you know, even if it's something little as going on a vacation or something big as you've been working at a job for 15 years and you absolutely hate it and you're deciding whether or not to live the life you want or, you know, continue doing it. And I'm not, as I said, I'm not advocating to drop everything you're doing, but I'm 100% advocating just be honest with yourself and have that conversation don't be scared of that conversation yeah and, and like you're saying tomorrow isn't promised so start building towards what you what you want i guess it's the most important thing yeah so all of this is super inspiring and i'm really keen to get into what some of your highlights are with the van as well i, I think we're, we're talking because because of the sort of the foundations that you're putting into the van, again, like, like you're saying, it's not quite going back to square one. It, it's going down a fork and, and you get to, to a point of decision, but you've built to 80 or 60% and stripped it back to 20% a couple of times. Yeah. So going through the last year wouldn't really work too much. We'd be talking a lot about building. <laughs> but for you, what are some of the highlights that really strike out to you so far? Absolutely. So I, I finished my van um, in September. And from September till about February, I was living around the Atlanta area uh, in the States. And that was a great experience because, you know, my, my entire year before that, everything I thought of van life was opening the back doors and I'm in the mountains and there's a breeze and there's no, there's no service and it's just beautiful. And, you know, all these uh, hashtag van life pictures. But here I am in a crowded residential uh, area downtown Atlanta. And I absolutely love it because I was paying no rent. I was parked on the side of the street. No one was bothering me. Uh, I had a few friends living nearby. And I was, a, I was able to live the city life lifestyle without needing to you know, pay for certain things and pay for an apartment and, and, and all those things. So that was really, really great for me. And then on weekends, all my friends always, um, you know, they, would, they would be at work during the week and they would want to go do something fun. So we would take the van with a few friends, go into the mountains about an hour and a half away and just have some great, some great times, 
uh, in the mountains. And it's, it's truly amazing to, to have, you know, it's by all means, it's an RV, you know, the size of it's smaller. Um, but I still consider it an RV as far as like all the comforts you have, everything you need. Uh, so that was absolutely fantastic. Um, and then I'd say the second, uh, experience that really comes to mind is going to music festivals. It's, it's an interesting switch in reality where in, in normal life, um, or, you know, just day to day, everyone's living in a house and you're living in a car. If you look at it just like purely fundamentally, but at a music festival here, everyone is sleeping on the floor in tents and I'm in my house. Uh, and it was, it was awesome. It was um i was able to bring so many people together with the van uh because i had the doors open at all times i was hanging out i would invite people in people would want to get out of the sun uh, be able to charge their phones um i was cooking breakfast and lunch for everyone every day um i didn't bring enough food because i didn't know how many people i'd be cooking for but someone would be like oh i have some extra carrots and someone would be like oh i have you know some extra of this and i have some extra of this and um, something I absolutely love is cooking and the way I cook is a little bit how I live my life. I hate recipes. Um, so I just love to see what I have around me and I, uh, I understand the fundamentals of cooking enough to like, you know, know what flavors go well with what. And I, I absolutely love experimentation. Um, so I made, I made some, uh, some caramelized bourbon carrots and it was nice. one of the most delicious, delicious things I've ever had. It was just, pulled it out just out of nowhere um and it's just little little experiences like that you know uh after a long day of dancing and partying you know sleeping on the floor versus sleeping in my own bed um and just you know bringing people together and showing people how cool it is also the roof of my van was the highest spot in the entire camping ground which is fun too so we could uh, stand on there and see what's, what was going on so those are probably the two experiences that um pop out to me but like you said i'd say three-fourths of my year was based on just building the van for sure, for sure. And the last question before getting to some into some wrap-up questions is, what's next? And I'll preface this with the okay. fact that this episode, as with all of my episodes, I like to be timeless. You can listen to it at any point, as long as we're still driving vans in the future, <laughs> then you can listen to this. But at time of recording, we are in lockdown of the quarantine, pan um, the COVID-19 pandemic. So yes. obviously some of the answer will be tailored towards waiting for that to be over. But that aside, what's next? Exactly, exactly. And um, actually a great advantage of the uh, the virus, you know, to, to look at it logically. Uh, obviously, yeah. this is a terrible so. thing happening, but I was able to make something good out of it and finish those last couple details in my van. So I'm actually taking um, advantage of this and I might actually extend my stay uh, a little bit further than the, the quarantine. Uh, we'll see. But my plan for 2020, 2021 is to start my van journey. Um, and I'm going to start my, one of my best friends, who's also my business partner. He's also building his van right now. So in about a month or two, we're both going to have our vans complete. His name's Alec. He's a great dude. Uh, and so we're going to start a caravan road trip to California. Uh, we're going to take a few weeks, stop in some national parks, um, you know, like your other episodes. I'm actually going to go ahead and listen to some of those after this, get some inspiration for where to go. Um, and then the idea is to end up in Los Angeles area. That's where we're going to start uh, or continue selling solar. Uh, and really start developing our um, kind of our bank accounts and making sure that we have all that taken care of. Um, and then that's kind of a short term goal. That's more of a, a three to four to five month goal. Um, but then we have three companies that we are working on. One of them is a solar company. Two of them are completely unrelated to solar or anything I've done before. So it's super interesting uh, to be working on those. And, you know, why why California might be a question. Uh, one, just simply put, I grew up on the East Coast my whole life, and I want to uh, experience something different. Um, but two, just the opportunities uh, that are in California, you know, all these, all these massive conglomerates, these companies, but then also some amazing startups uh, come out from California. And, you know, having lived there before, the people there, it's, it's, not, it's a matter of taste. 
Um, and it just caters to the way I am and fundamentals that I believe in. I find a lot of people uh, in those areas that have um, similar fundamentals to me and enjoy doing what I'm doing. And a lot of my friends who uh, I really connect with and wanted to work with in the future have actually moved to California already. Uh, so it's a mixture of a lot of things. Um, not really a van life related answer. Uh, and the reason for that is the van for me is a tool. It's a tool in my repertoire to get to where I want to be. Um, my goal isn't to go to every single state or every single national park or travel everywhere in the van. You know, it's a tool. So when I get to California, obviously in my plan is to go on these day trips, go to Yosemite, maybe to go down to Mexico, maybe do a, a two month trip out to Alaska. These are all wonderful things that I definitely want to do. But when I look at my future, they're not the things that pop up. Those are just blimps in, uh, in time. The main thing is really getting uh, and being able to, to continue building these companies uh, that I can really help out and just you know, truly make a difference and truly uh, live based on what excites me. So that's kind of my future. Perfect. And yeah. to be honest, yes, this is an adventure travel podcast, but this series is a van life series. So actually, what's next for you is a van life answer, because you're going to be doing it in the van. Anyone listening can, can think, oh, sweet, so they can go there, or, oh, I've been to California, maybe he'll park here, and, and you know, he has this great view of the bay. Um, so, so yeah, it absolutely is. And all these trips as well that you want to do, yeah, they're not on your priorities as, as far as the, the main focus, but that van life unlocks the door mm -hmm. to go and do it. So, exactly. It's beautiful. Yeah. So... Anything else we need to know before we get to wrap-up questions? I've, I'm actually very happy with with kind of what we what we've talked about. Um, something something that I uh, truly believe is I'm not the content that I want to be putting out and the conversations I want to be having. Uh, I like that they're not extremely specific to carpentry to electricity. Um, that's the reason I don't make videos on how to wire a van because there's professionals who are much, much more qualified, um, to do it. And I think something that's really important is to talk about kind of what's, what you're passionate about and what you, what you understand the most. And I think the conversation we've had today, um, has been really eye opening to me, uh, as well. Uh, just, you know, talking about the things that drive us and not getting into the nitty gritty details because I think there's. There's some professionals and some channels that that's all they talk about. Um, and I would highly recommend, you know, anyone looking into bu uh, buying a van or building a van. There's so, so, so many resources on YouTube and on Google and so on. Uh, it's, uh, as I mentioned, I did it completely myself just with the help of those resources. Perfect. And we'll mention it again at the end. But as you're talking about it anyway, just before we do get into these wrap up questions, if there are any, any listeners interested in your story and, and the lifestyle, where can we send them? Absolutely. So on Instagram, I am at Operation Mobility, just straight through. Uh, and then on YouTube, I am at Aron Ben. That's A R R O N B E N. Uh, and uh, Chris, we're going to be able to link that with this podcast. Yeah, that'll be in the show notes. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so you can find that below. Uh, basically, what I do is I vlog my experience from building the van to traveling in it uh, to going into why I do things and a lot more depth on kind of what we talked about today, as well as I release van layout videos where I go and I show how to create a 3D layout uh, on things like SketchUp. And then finally, I am right now getting into my own podcast as well, um, something I haven't started yet, uh, but that's going to be catered more towards uh, business and more towards the uh the particular things that i'll be doing with my life and the different elements relating a little bit further away from van life um not that i don't love talking about it it's just kind of what we mentioned today uh, my passions are you know 20 different things and van life is, is just one of them so uh if you guys find any of that interesting please feel free to check it out Perfect. And what I'll do as well, we're recording this episode a little bit early, but it's due out Wednesday, the 1st of July. So if you have created that podcast by then, I'll make sure I link that in the show notes too, because yeah, you're a super interesting guy. So I'm sure there'll be, there'll be people wanting to, to find out more. I, I certainly do. So, Absolutely. But, Thanks, 
With no further ado, what surprised you the most, so far at least, about van life? There's, there's an unexplainable sense of happiness and achievement when at the end of a long day, I get into my van and I look around and it's, it's so nice to, how, how should I word this? Going into the van and seeing that it was something that I built myself from zero to a hundred, it's, it's not even an, an ego um, thing. It's, it's very much just a proud feeling that I can really keep doing what I want to doing and like reestablishing that confidence. You know, I wasn't surprised that I enjoy van life, but I'm surprised that even now, a year later, every time I walk in the van, just an unexplainable smile comes on, um, comes on my face. And I just, I just get super excited and super motivated. So um, I definitely say that's, that's definitely the most surprising part as far as how far that, you know, quote unquote honeymoon phase has lasted and uh, how much it's helped to, you know, whenever I'm in a rut and whenever I'm not feeling 100% uh, as far as what I'm doing, simply being in the van makes me feel better. And the van is my house. And it's just, it's just, it just makes sense and it just works perfectly. Um, and I, I absolutely love it. Perfect. Yeah. Now, another one of the standard questions I ask is, what would you do differently? But this isn't a thing that's happened. This is a lifestyle. So it's, that's a silly thing to ask. So actually, I'd like to rephrase it. So in your van, what is one thing that you would change right now if you could? So I think because of my constantly changing mind, I always have small modifications I want to do. Um, but a big goal of mine is actually to sell my van, uh, once I get out to California, maybe in like a year's time. Um, and that would be to fund another, uh, another van. Um, I would want to get a van that's just a little bit longer. Um, see, I have to live in the van for a little longer to give the, the exact answer. Cause maybe I'll decide that the longer van is a little bit less convenient to drive and can't park in uh, as many places. But I would love to add a permanent seating area where I can seat up to like six people and have a very comfortable hangout place uh, that also has a desk so I can work. Um, yeah. So right now the van is very convenient for living and cooking, um, but it's not where I want it to be as far as a work environment. And actually, I actually did this purposefully because my philosophy was I don't want to be in the van. Um, like I want to, I want to limit the amount of time I'm in the van during the day. Uh, the whole purpose is minimalism. You know, I'm, I'm in this van, I live in it, but I have the opportunity to be wherever I want. So if I'm sitting in my van downtown LA, I'd rather be at a coffee shop or Santa Monica beach than, you know, being in my van. But, um, I think something I would do is get a, a bigger van. Um, therefore I can do the seating area and then also have a, uh, a permanent shower or some sort of, I have a few ideas for a, uh, a fold out shower that turns into a, like a seating area just to keep, uh, keep that. But overall, I I'd say no big things that I would like to change. Um, though I'm sure that if I, if I do end up selling the van and getting a new one, it's going to be completely different. Um, just cause I also don't like doing the same thing twice. For sure. And I like how you said, um you're gonna build the van up to sell it to get a longer wheelbase van um and almost as if you 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 had to clarify oh to get another van and i found it yeah. funny because that's you know if i was talking about house life that's exactly what what you do you buy a house to sell it yep. then oh by the way i'm getting another house <laughs> so um, exactly yeah but yeah same thing and yeah, then last so, I agree. oh no go on no yeah i was um I was just going to say, you know, being 100% transparent about cost, you know, I did mention that my van cost me around $10,000, but I plan on selling it for um, a lot more than it cost me um, because I did all of the work myself and, you know, it's, I consider it a professionally done van. And so, you know, that's something for you guys out there as well. If you're good with your hands and want to take on a project and think you could actually make a van that looks really nice. Um, that's a really easy uh, business model is just finding great vans for low cost, building them, even if you want to live in that van for a year or two, and then you can sell it and you can always keep growing. It's like it's like the story of the dude um, that traded a paperclip um, to buy a house. Have you ever heard of that? Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, you know, uh, fundamentally, it's just you you keep building. And at the end of the day, uh, if you have a job that's making you more than, say, $15 an hour, maybe it doesn't make sense for you to build it. You could just pay someone. But, you know, where I'm at right now, uh, it makes complete sense where I build it to the exact specifications that I want. I live in it. And then when I have the opportunity to, um, you know, work on a new idea or have time to build a new van, I can flip it get a nicer van instead of a 2004, I'll get a 2012 and, you know, build it from there. Yeah. And there's a perfect opportunity to, here to come full circle, which is right at the start of all this, you said time is money. And, mm -hmm. and that's essentially what that is. Someone else's t time is their money. So they're going to go, you know what? I'm really busy. I do have a salary job. I do invest all my time in this. I don't have the time to build a van. So I'm going to buy your already made one. So yeah, perfect exactly. circle. Exactly. Last question. So, so far, what is one moment that you would relive in the van life? I would say the very first time. So after I finished my initial build of the van, the one I talked about being just the basic structure, um, I spent three months at home uh, and I wanted to, to leave so bad, but the van simply wasn't finished. Like I, I could not leave because I had nowhere to build it. Uh, and a good friend of mine in Atlanta bought me a ticket to a music festival and said, I'm buying your ticket, but you have to be in Atlanta in your van by this date. Um, and it was it was because I, I told them, you know, how much time I had on paper. It would always take me longer than the paper. Uh, and a week and a half before the music festival, there was absolutely no way I was going to finish the van. But somehow I worked hard and I just finished it and it worked really well and I was able to leave the day before and make the trip and just the initial feeling after pulling out of the driveway and the, just a sense of relief of just like completing a project you know there's something so satisfying as far as you know if you have a, a to-do list for the day it's like send an email uh do this do this and there's something satisfying about uh, checking something off and then think of that but instead of it being a day task, it's a task that's taking you six months and you're able to check it off. And it was it was one of the greatest feelings. Uh, it was super, super uh, just uplifting. And I kind of mentioned this earlier as far as what surprised me the most. That was definitely the initial um, peak. And it's been it's been smooth sailing from there. But it was that moment that um, just I, I always think back and whenever someone asks me about van life and you know, uh, how happy I am with it. I always mention that story of just being such an amazing, amazing moment. Perfect. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. It's really been a pleasure. And once again, what's your Instagram and YouTube just for the people to hear again? Instagram at Operation Mobility, YouTube at Arone Ben. My name is Arone. Thank you guys for listening. Chris, thank you so much for having me on. I really, really, really enjoyed this. And the pleasure I was mine. Yeah, I look forward to uh, sharing this with everyone and sharing it on my page and um, you know, letting everyone know about your podcast and hopefully one day I can have you online. Perfect. Thank you. So I really hope you enjoyed this session. I absolutely did. It was fantastic to delve into mindset and positivity. It was great to talk about not just adventure travel when it comes to van life, but to actually talk about business and sustainability and how you go about it, not just physically, but mentally too, how you go about with that mindset and that positivity. So I really hope you enjoyed it. If you do, subscribe, follow, share with some friends, but I really hope you had a fantastic day and I'll see you in the next one.